da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Brian Gill, what are we talking about? Today, my dear Kent, we're talking about David O. Russell's joy. This is a little bit overdue. We must apologize. Yeah, you know. Um, there's a There's been a few other movies that have overshadowed <laughs> joy, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Like Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> People still talking about 2009 Star Trek. It's just... <laughs> yeah, we had to do 18 episodes on <laughs> This is a movie we had circled earlier in the year. I know I had circled it personally on my list of, of most sure. anticipated. Mm-hmm. Well, I always like talking about uh, the people involved in this one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and it's Oscar season, so we're still kind of in the midst of our Oscar conversation. Thanks to those of you who listened to our concussion episode. We have a few more episodes coming out this year before we do our top 10 Best and worst of the year episode, which will wrap up things for 2015 release wise, and then we'll move straight into the new year. Yeah, I posted today on our Twitter feed, which is at M.A.M. underscore podcast. I posted our uh, just kind of our general schedule for the next couple of weeks. And we've got episodes coming on Hateful Eight and The Revenant and Big Short and probably Room. I think we'll we'll knock one out on that uh, before too long, and then we'll do our end-of-year recap and all that good stuff. And then and then we'll just take, like, three months off because there's not a movie that we're going to want to see until May, maybe? So, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll keep cranking out episodes, but uh, if you've looked ahead to 2016 like we have... How are you feeling this morning, Brian? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I feel great whenever Richard's not on the show. I feel like we can, uh, we can really get down to some serious talk and... Yeah. Not have him distracting us with his jokes and his cardigans and stuff. Right. Always a good. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about this one because it's been a while since we've talked David O. Russell on the show. Yeah. Uh, I think year one is when we got our first offering from him. And it yeah. was uh, right after the beginning of the show when Silver Linings came out, or right before the beginning. So right. we just missed that one. I think we talked about it in our Oscar episode, but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have a dedicated episode to it. And uh, American Hustle was my favorite movie of 2013. Mm-hmm. So, and my most know. disappointing movie of 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy American Hustle, and we can talk about it more yeah. today. But I'm just curious as to your thoughts currently on his work, and are you looking forward to, you know, stuff from the future from David O. Russell? What are your your thoughts on him first? I guess as we start this thing, I've been trying to come up with the right analogy and i don't know if if i totally have it yet but this is what i'm going to go with so i think david o russell is an incredibly talented filmmaker and i think someday i think i think he's going to make a great film like the movie that wins all the awards and no one complains about it and 15 or 20 years later we're just talking about what a modern classic this movie is and and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know, I know you really liked American Hustle. I'm, I don't know if you feel like that, that is, you know, that great movie. I, I, don't. I think it'll go down as one of his premier works. I don't know if he has another movie like you, you're saying left in him or, or that definitive movie because all of his movies have been kind of sort of the same thing uh, as yeah. far as <clears throat> Oscar buzz and potential and things like right. that. Uh, they've right. all sort of like Three Kings and Joy – 
and American Hustle and Silver Linings are kind of all in that kind of, yeah, good right. performances, right. you know, good screenplay, but, you know, do they transcend that, I guess, yeah. initial buzz? And, and usually they don't. Yeah. Um, but I, it's going to have to be subject matter that just universally everyone cares about, whether it's a right. biopic or whether it's uh, about a you know traumatic event that happened in history or something that his movie mm-hmm. is centered around. Mm-hmm. It has to be more than just these character studies that he yeah. really enjoys doing. It, it's He's got such an interesting uh, filmography because you look – I'm looking at his Rotten Tomatoes right now, and – his biggest films that we, that we you know have talked about in the past at one time or another are the are Three Kings, The Fighter, Silver Linings Playbook, and American Hustle, and all of them are over ninety percent. Just mm-hmm. really strong work. But I always feel like he hasn't reached his potential. I it's guess. like it's like all these this praise every year we throw down on David O. Russell, but we mm-hmm. we know that his movies aren't going to win best picture. So yeah, it's but, kind of this it's, weird it's thing. It's like, I know it doesn't stand a chance, but yeah, man, 95% fresh right, and all this, right. you know, it's weird. Yeah. It, it's, and it's almost frustrating because never the fit. They're never the favorites. Yes. I, American hustle. I, you can argue. I thought American or, hustle was going to be that movie. It, really it won, did. I think zero awards. Yeah. Um, I, which was thought, shocking. Yeah. I thought American hustle was going to be his almost famous, except yeah. with winning awards. Like I thought that was going to be, a masterpiece and instead i was like it's i think i gave it an a minus and i like it it's a very fine film but it's not great and i i keep wondering i don't want to it's it's almost, i want to do a sports analogy and say like i want to know if he is and i can't figure this out is he peyton manning who for years and years everybody talked about peyton manning's great but he's never won the big one and then he finally did and it kind of uh it kind of justified his career Dirk. in some ways. Dirk is similar, but I think Dirk had so many more doubters than Peyton. Everybody thought Peyton's got to win one at some point, right? And then it, at some point, you get to mm-hmm. you, we got to a point where it's like maybe he's not. Maybe he's just that guy that is good, but not that good, not good enough to to bring home. Kevin Durant's a good analogy, I think. Like uh, that's somebody who we're still waiting to see if he's going to completely tap into all the potential that he has. Um, I was coming in to, to compare David O. Russell to Matthew Stafford, but I don't think that's correct now that I'm no. looking at his. But that's kind of what – that's where I'm thinking. Like I think he has so he has all the tools to make a great film. He hasn't quite done it yet. He's Andy Dalton. He's made the, <laughs> he's made the playoffs every single yeah. year but hasn't won yeah. a big prize. But I think Andy <laughs> Dalton is like he's making the most out of the talent that he has. You know what I mean? Like right. I think David O. Russell is a supreme – like if you – if we graded filmmakers the way that we do – uh, athletes and just talked about their potential and what they could be doing and their their skill set and all that mm-hmm. stuff. He's he's baseball's equivalent, or excuse me, he's the the filmmaking equivalent of a baseball player who's a five tool player. You know, like he has everything, and yet he's not quite reaching that. For me, for he hasn't quite reached that potential. And so every time he puts out a movie, and it's it's not going to stop. Joy's not. You know, we'll, we'll talk specifically about Joy in a second, but Joy is not going to stop this for me. I. I am always going to be extremely intrigued by his films. I'm going to be excited about them. I'm going to anticipate them greatly and expect something great. And every time it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. And 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 I, that's like both a, a compliment and sort of a, a dig at him at the same time. Of like, dude, I think you are incredible, but we're not. We haven't put it together 100 percent yet. And I I just I keep. I now I'm at the point where I wonder if that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I. I just think he's so satisfied doing making David O. Russell movies that he just yeah. doesn't – I don't know if he cares about reaching out and, and making that 
that movie. I think he's just so he does what he does and he does it well and that's kind of his thing. Um He's a I great guy to work. If you're an actor, you he you absolutely I think want he thinks that every movie, movie he's he I think he thinks that every movie he's done should have won the awards that they sure. were nominated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. that hunger like, man, I'm not doing good enough. You know, like yeah. in his mind, I think you know, critically, even the critics would back him up saying, man, just keep doing what you're doing, boy, you know, right. and eventually yeah. it'll come through. I don't think he has to go out on any particular limb to, no, to cross I, the line that uh, has been set. I don't necessarily either, but I do think it's a weird – it's just interesting because, like, the things that make his films so enjoyable I think are also the things that make them not quite as good as they could be because he's he's such a great – actors director you know he he sets them up so maybe well the best. Maybe yeah the best. i i think so he sets them up to do their best work but then it always seems like the movie itself kind of takes a backseat to the performances and it kind of gets overshadowed by how great jennifer lawrence is or bradley cooper or mark Wahlberg or uh christian bale you know or on down the list and so it, it's like he's it's like he gets in his own way and yet <laughs> he can get anybody he wants to be in his movies because they all want to work for him. You know, it's, it's a very interesting, he's a very interesting guy and, and his yeah. films play out in a way that I, I think is wholly unique. I don't think there's any, anybody like him as far as the finished product and the way in which we feel about it and the way in which at his, you know, his, his muses feel about it. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's just, I don't think he puts as much emphasis on, telling a story as he does building characters. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. it just goes back to what I was saying that he just, he's just in the character studies. That's why, yep. you know, everything is uh, most people that would come out of this movie and say American hustle to maybe to a lesser extent with American hustle, but definitely with silver linings that, yeah, it's not much happens, not, not really much of a story. It's just right. about this family and these people that kind of, you know, are struggling in their relationships. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. I just, I just don't think that that transcendental movie that, that we think is going to come uh, for David O. Russell, that best picture winner, that unanimous winner. I don't think it's going to be vastly different than anything he's mm -hmm. come out with yet. I think he's yeah. on the right track and everything. I just don't think he's had a story or a performance maybe that um, mm -hmm. has, mm -hmm. has spoken to the masses. I, I would say joy is definitely for a niche audience. Um, yeah. it, it's one of his riskier films, but one of his, I guess, stylistically, most original works yeah. and um i was surprised by this by this movie it wasn't what i was expecting i literally had no idea what it was going in i think the trailer does a magnificent job of kind of masking that and just kind of showing what yeah. we can expect from a performance standpoint but not uh, plot wise and i'm just curious as your thoughts uh what mm -hmm. were you anticipating and did this i guess meet expectations for you uh right off the top no spoilers of course um I was very excited about this movie. I, I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she is probably the she's the biggest female star in in Hollywood, and I mean that on every level. Like she can carry a blockbuster, or she can do stuff like this where she'll get nominated for an Oscar and deserves it. And she's she's fantastic. Um, and I love I I really enjoy what what David O. Russell writes for her and the and the characters that he puts forward to her and the way in which she brings about i didn't really know what to expect on this because the trailers were intentionally vague and um you you never quite i think 
quite on purpose. You couldn't get a, a real feel for what uh, was going to happen. At some point, it kind of looked like maybe it was going to she was going to turn to a life of crime, you know, or something like. I mean, it was really difficult to to pinpoint that, and I think that added to the mystique. But then when you started uh, hearing more about it, and you hear it's about the you know the woman who invented the Wonder Mop, but then it's also kind of a mix of other strong independent women that have had an impact on Russell's life, including his mother. And so it's not full on biopic and it's not completely, you know, biographical, but it's has major elements. Anyway, it was very interesting, the the lead up to the film. And I was very excited about it. I think that trailer is great. Um, but I gotta say, I'm disappointed. Like this just really did not, I think this is one of the, the lesser films that he's given us. And I'm, I don't think it's for lack of performances. Um, I just, I think maybe this is like a bridge too far of like exactly what you said, Kent of, I'm just going to create really cool character studies and we'll let the story kind of come together as it goes. And I think this one might be the one where that it just doesn't work. Cause the, the story is pretty weak, right? It's really weak. It's really weak story. It doesn't have enough interesting cinematic elements. I don't think to make the, the, the film keep moving. And so you're just stuck with, you're only watching the performances and you got a lot of great actors here that are working, but I don't, I also don't think it's as, it's a particularly good script, even on the character development side. I think Jennifer Lawrence's uh, joy is is really well written and developed, but it's it is at the expense of every other character in the film. I think. Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting at all, and it it, it really, I mean, it's almost as if David O. Russell walked out of a women's roles in media studies course and immediately <laughs> made this movie. Like sure. it's trying to tell and comment on so many issues in Hollywood and in the world and in corporate America. And yeah, it's so, I mean, that's, that's what this movie is, you know? And, um, it even starts off the movie by saying this is, uh, inspired by true stories of daring women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it really sort of backfires on him, I guess, because inherently what you have here or essentially what you have is a movie about a mop. Yes. It's not like this is about a woman that, I don't know, the first woman to ever anchor ESPN or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. didn't, Yeah. it almost pigeonholes him into like, oh, well, if a woman, a woman was successful on television and inventing something, it would be a mop because right. all women clean. You know, that's right. what I felt like. Right. I almost felt bad for that. Like, it could have been almost any other product and, and I wouldn't have felt that way about it. But I guess it speaks to Joy's background and how she was raised and the, taking care of her family and all that, but I feel like this is much more about commenting on society and, you know, um, mixing that with surrealistic elements. Like this almost felt like a cross between Royal Tenenbaums and yeah. Envy and, uh, <laughs> Uh, like Eternal Sunshine and Shark Tank and like all these weird things put together right? Uh, that it ultimately kind of seems muddled, but I will admit it's sort of a guilty pleasure movie, I feel like. I, I did enjoy a lot of it, but overall I was disappointed. Like it feels almost like a infomercial, like we don't want to admit we watch them, but there we are at 3 a.m. for 30 minutes watching it and enjoying ourselves. Like 
kind of like this movie and the fact that it's about infomercials and everything is even more coincidental. And I think a lot of that is on purpose, but uh, do you have any comments on anything I've said <laughs> regarding yeah. my personal thoughts I mean, on it? Yeah, it's just, it's a weird movie. And I liked the, the first 15 or 20 minutes. I was getting a real, uh, a real Wes Anderson vibe. And I liked that. It was kind of David O. Russell does Wes Anderson. And I, I enjoyed that. And then we kind of got away from the, you're, you're totally right. It's, it's just kind of a a mixed bag or a hodgepodge of of different techniques and films and inspirations and all that and it just it just I don't know it's like let's throw it all in this bag and then we'll kind of I don't know like mold it together and pull it out and what do we have well you kind of got this weird collection of stuff that doesn't really it doesn't all fit and each it kind of seems like each scene is uh disconnected from the next in a lot of ways, at least stylistically. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's a really odd film, and it seems like a major... It's it's very David O. Russell-y, and yet it seems like a departure from his other stuff. And that's... I, I don't know. It's it's difficult to explain. Is I think one of the things it has going for it is it's that element of, of mystery, and that it is kind of hard to to pin down but i also think that lends itself to feeling like like you almost want to give up on it you know at some point you're just like i don't care really about anything that's happening anymore and i don't know i i thought jennifer lawrence was excellent and she did a great job of of pulling out the most that i think she could from the script and from the story and all that but it really feels like everybody else was kind of wasted in this film and um you know i saw it's like we saw teases of a good performance yeah or at yeah. least a uh, extended performance from robert de niro that i mm-hmm. wanted more of i don't yes. know about you yeah. i wanted more of that relationship between her and her father and there there's you know there's there are moments earlier in the movie especially but it seems like as soon as she invents the mop mm-hmm. that the that entire family story goes out the window yes. and it's just yeah. about joy and whether yes. her mop will make money or not. Right, and then in a, if, if any of those characters, after that point, if any of those characters do stumble back into the movie, you hate them. Like, they're not sympathetic figures at all, and that's, you know, not every character can be sympathetic, and that's totally fine, but it was almost to the point of distraction for me of, like, I really hate everybody in this movie besides Joy, and um, that's that's kind of a problem because it almost starts to reflect poorly on your main character when everybody around her is miserable person is just a miserable person and she still like settles into it and just lets it happen you start to feel like okay this person just is kind of a beat down and she's beaten down and that's just translating to me it's not i don't know i i didn't take much inspiration from this and i think i was supposed to but i but i didn't feel that i didn't feel inspired coming out of out of this movie, I just kind of felt like that was a a a major wasted opportunity, and B, I'm just kind of beaten down by everything that happened to her throughout the course of that that. Film. <laughs> yeah, I I can sympathize with you there, Brian. I will admit. <laughs> so, outside of Jennifer Lawrence, no performances stuck out to you, or anything that you maybe wanted more of. Bradley Cooper is the is the male version of Jennifer Lawrence, I think. I think he's extremely talented. He, he's very versatile. He can do almost anything. And when he's on screen, he has so much uh, charisma or gravitas that you 
you're locked on to him. And it doesn't matter whether it's, uh, you know, Silver Linings Playbook, which I think he was just incredible in, or if it's like Limitless. It doesn't really matter. Like you, you find yourself, um, you know, latching onto him and you can't, you can't really look away, which is exactly what Jennifer Lawrence brings to the screen as well. And so that's why I think they make such a good pair in all the films that they've been in together is because they have, there's not very many people in, uh, in the industry, I don't think, that can match either one of them charisma-wise. So when you put both of them up against each other or, or you know, working together or whatever, it's just it's kind of magical. And we don't even see Bradley Cooper until like an hour or hour 15 into the movie. Um, and so he kind of, again, comes across as like, I, I would definitely have liked to have seen more of his character, but you know, the story didn't dictate that he was involved too much, and that's you know, that's fine. That's what the story is. But I do feel like that's, again, a missed opportunity. And that would have been one of the few other characters in the film that I, that I would have wanted to see more. But I also liked, I liked her husband, um, Edgar Ramirez. I thought he was, yeah. he played that with a much, ex-husband. that's one of the, yeah, ex-husband, excuse me. That's, that's the, maybe the only other character in the film that has any, uh, any humanity to him, I guess. And that could have very easily, A, that's, he, his character's written very well, but he also delivers it quite well of, it's, uh, it's a i guess it's not essentially it, it's the only other plot line that we follow other mm-hmm. than her and her mop is her and her ex-husband what will happen there are they still yeah. in love is he in love with her is that why he got her the qvc connection is you know it, it that's the only other thing i cared about at least yeah. um was their relationship yeah. and and uh i think they say in the movie they're the they're the best divorced couple, best non-married couple ever, or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's kind of an interesting sure take and it's on divorced couples, I guess. Right, and it's very subtle and uh, and kind of just it, yeah. it it fills the background very subtle. Well. Every time she sees him, it's like a musical fantasy. Well, but I mean, like dream yeah, you're sequence. right. You're right, but I mean the the way in which it's presented, it's not. What I mean is like the there's no will they won't they sort of aspect. Like she yeah. establishes pretty early on, like. You need to move out. Like we're done with this. We can't. But they're they're still friends. So it's, I I don't know. It, I think in lesser hands that could very easily become a distracting plot point with this. You know, will they get back together or won't they? Are they good together? You know, all that sort of thing. We established pretty early on they're not getting back together. They don't really. She does not want to get back together. It. They're not good for each other in that. You know, in that way. Um, but they make good friends. I, I thought it they, that their connection was was pretty pretty well done, and I wish that that would have carried over to um, her interactions with you know pretty much anybody else. Not a good. Just looking back, what a disappointing year it's been for Bradley Cooper. Think about <laughs> he started the year off with Wet Hot American Summer, which is probably the best thing he's done this year. The TV show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then follow that up with Aloha, whoops, Burnt, Eesh. a cameo on Limitless, the TV series, mm-hmm. and yeah. a, and this part in Joy. That yeah. was his 2015. So yeah. not time great. well spent. Not not great. Not great. Are we, have are we, I guess next I, year either. It's I'm weird. glad we're done with movies about celebrity chefs. I think that. <laughs> and it's I haven't always seen him. Burnt. It I, like it's probably pretty good. It's pro- he's because he's good and everything. I guess so. Yeah. It's probably okay. But I'm glad we're done. I'm glad. Yeah, we can move on as a society from from that. So, what do we have coming up from Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, she's done with Hunger Games forever, right? So we got and I've I've heard in the past, and we'll talk about it next week. But I there's it came out this week that she met for Hateful Eight, and huh. almost took the Jennifer Jason and Lee role in that. But oh, okay, 
she it would have been interesting. Departure. It would have been interesting. It, I'm just saying it would have been an interesting departure from to go from Hunger Games to Hateful Eight right afterward would be yeah. would have been a crazy career move. I think she was committed to this and sort of in the middle of filming, like it just logistically wasn't going to work for mm-hmm. her to do Hateful Eight. But that's an interesting, I guess, prospect at least of her and Tarantino teaming up in the future. Yeah, on something I can yeah. totally. Oh, I cool. would love. She could fit in that, that universe quite well. Yeah, I, I think uh, you would she's, like that. For next year, for her, she has the X Men Apocalypse film in May, and then she's got Passengers. a movie Passengers, which looks really cool. It's I'm 2016 very release. In I guess it's yeah. next Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J Law and Chris Pratt, and it's directed by the guy who did Imitation Game. One uh-huh. till yeah. them. That that looks very interesting next year for sure. It's, She's also doing an Aronofsky film that doesn't have a title or a release date. So she's the only person listed on the uh, on the plot. The says uh, she's doing page. a Spielberg movie called "It's What I Do" about a wartime photographer. Let's pull. That's it an IMDb. I don't know if that's yeah. confirmed. That Has no release be, date yeah. or anything like that. And again, she's the only one who's listed on the the page besides Spielberg. So we'll see. That could be. That's got to be at least three years away, though, because he's got BFG next year, and uh, I believe Ready Player One is 2017. Right. Wow. Or I guess I guess we're in 2016 now. So he's got BFG at in, on July 4th, and then yeah. uh, Ready Player One. What did you that. think of the trailer for BFG? I haven't seen it yet. Is there a really? trailer out? Oh, I thought you would have seen it with Star Wars. I saw it with Star no, Wars. No, I didn't I get think. that with Star Wars. No. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. It's a little teaser. But... Sweet. So more with Joy. Um, it's just some of the commentary, like I was saying earlier, Brian, on the feminism comment, I guess, <laughs> yeah, aspect of this movie is just so sort of heavy handed. Yeah, it's a little heavy, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's just kind of in your face. And the most, the biggest moment for me, at least, was when they dress her up for QVC and she, they're like, yeah, you look great. And she's like, hold on. She closes the, the door of the, uh, dressing room and comes out in her blouse and like right. pants and's like this is me right. this is what i wear you yeah. know and it's just kind of like the middle finger to how women are supposed to look on television i guess or something yeah interesting commentary but like so blatant it's like yeah i don't know like i said it's one of those moments you would pause in like a w- w- feminine studies class and talk about for 40 minutes like why it's yeah. a i don't know it's just it's just it's odd because that's not i feel like that's one of David O. Russell's strengths over the last few years has has been writing doing that, strong doing female that, but characters. Doing it, yes, doing that, but doing yes. it more organically, not so obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess to where you're not having to stop down and and write that scene. You know, you yeah. um, her character in American Hustle is fantastic and it's strong and it's uh, you know she's independent and all yeah. the stuff that you want when you're talking about when you're looking for strong female characters and they don't have to have that scene, <laughs> you know, they don't have to stop down and, and tell you why she's a strong female character. It's, it's just, um, I think it just kind of speaks to this whole film just being a bit kind of disappointing. Uh, anything stick out to you as far as likes besides her performance, maybe a particular <laughs> scene that you liked. I, I will admit I liked kind of the behind the scenes look at QVC. I didn't really know yeah, much about cool. QVC. I didn't know it meant quality, value, convenience. Now I know that. So that's what I took out of this movie. But also yeah, was... the fact that they, the emphasis on the hands and how they speak with their hands on the show to sell yeah. products, I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, but... that was cool. Uh, Bradley Cooper explaining all that in such a 
it's like a mix of uh, magic and a little bit of desperation. Like you, you know can tell he he's is? super stressed out about it. It's pretty cool. I liked that. You know who he is? He is playing Kristoff from the Truman Show in this movie. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. he's but, when but the calls come nervous. in, he's like, <laughs> "Go calls, yeah. go." Right. And then he, when she's on there, I guess uh, doing her demo, he's like, "On the hands, more zoom in on the hands," just like mm-hmm. the, in that yeah. movie, but. It yeah, felt very that reminiscent cool. of that, or what? At least what it was. Yeah, I, you so. know, the first fifteen minutes or so, I thought were the most enjoyable. Of the film was we're just kind of going through the line, getting introduced to all these characters and stuff. Um, that's what I. That's honestly when I and, when I first and, put on the uh, the screener, uh, Brian, because uh-huh. I like I said I had no idea what this movie is, and for the first twenty minutes, it's like yeah, this is what I expect. Like yeah, yeah. kind of digging it, and then it just kind of takes a left turn into. Right. Shark Tank, I'm like really, it did, and I was like, "What yeah. are what is?" And I, I mean, I was interested in it. I will admit, but it just was, it just, I didn't expect it at all. And I, yeah, I wonder what the general public would is saying about this and thought about it. And well, it's I not guess. doing. I mean, it's fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is fifty eight percent. So yeah, it kind of sounds like people are in our boat of like, I wouldn't say that this is a bad movie by any means, but. We expect more from from this group, you know. We expect more from David O. Russell and Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper and all that cast of characters. We, you know, we we want we want great, not okay. And this is okay <laughs> at most. It's just it's an odd mix. I just it feels like I don't know. You know those films that you've probably studied them in in, uh, in film class and whatnot. But you know those movies that are there's like vignettes where each scene is directed by a different director and that yeah. kind of thing. It, it feels kind of like that. Yes, yes, <laughs> but yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it it feels like that where you just have, um, you know, this this is 15 minutes where Wes Anderson directed it, yeah. and here's 15 minutes where I don't know some super biopicy director. Did, you know, it just it just has really odd feel to it. I don't know what the whole. Uh, soap opera thing was about. Yeah. I thought that was awful. I think and that's I, about more about really like I kind said, of embarrassed. By it's that. more about her breaking away from the mold of what women should do and be because her yeah. mother is stay at home all day, get totally invested into soap operas, and and her willingness to I guess break the mold and do not right. do that. I but guess. surely there's a better way to do that. I you I thought this, the whole soap opera element was really stupid and. Really, it took me out of the film at the very beginning, and then when they came back to it, like her dream sequence, I was just that did not feel like David O. Russell. That felt like like a TV movie almost. I mean, that was yep. really bad. I thought. And another heavy handedness of uh, anti Bechtel. This is the anti Bechtel test movie. Like Bechtel test being okay, if you have a woman character, do they? If you oh, have right. more than one women character, A, do they speak to each other at any point right. during the movie? And C, if they do speak, is it about anything other than the main character, the male? Sure, uh, sure. And so uh, this is obviously the opposite of that. But she, um, as a young girl, is building her like paper castle, I guess. And somebody yeah. says, uh, oh, my, oh, wow, you need a prince. And she's like, I don't need a prince. <laughs> right. Like, I don't yeah. need a man in yeah. my life to tell me. What, I don't know. And. It's, it's heavy. Just, it's, it's just too heavy. For, it's an eye roller. For, yes, absolutely, oh, absolutely. And that's such—I don't know. You think if I think if anyone else directed this film, 
and Jennifer Lawrence wasn't the star, if it just wasn't this group, you probably kind of write it off or just move along, and it's not that big of a deal. But we, we've seen so much better from this combination. We should expect to see better in this. This is exactly what I told Richard last week when uh, he asked my, I guess, general review of it without because mm-hmm. he hadn't seen it yet. Sure. I said, if you take out Jennifer Lawrence and you replace her with any rando, like Kat Dennings, <laughs> is, does anyone say anything ever about this I agree. Movie? I agree. And that's a real disappointment. That's a real disappointment because Russell's better than that. Essentially, you could replace anyone else in the cast and it, you'd be fine. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. if you replace yeah. Bradley Cooper with... I don't know, Jeremy Renner or somebody, you know, you <laughs> right. it wouldn't change anything. Right. But if you, I guess it speaks to the power of Jennifer, but also the yes. weakness of this script and story and, and everything mm-hmm. else he has going on here. Yeah. It doesn't really stand on its own. Yeah. And it, and it further just goes to my thing with, with Russell of like, every time he makes a movie, I'm going to expect it to be the best movie of the year. And every time he doesn't, it doesn't turn out to be the best movie of the year, then I'm going to be disappointed and wonder, okay, what could we have done to I make that I think American happen? Hustle was the best movie of the year. I know so. you did, but that, it just, I need to revisit it, but that wasn't even close to my top 10 from 2013. And that's I'm telling you, Christian Bale disappointment. and Jennifer The performances Lawrence are incredible. And, oh my it's just gosh. the movie as a whole, like, is super overshadowed by the performances. They don't mix. It's not, it's not like it, to me, it's not it's not one of those where you can say, man, the performances are incredible and it and that's what make that's part of what turns the movie into such a good film. It's I the think performances it does. are I think so the setup, great. I think the actual totally settings the, of the, the scenes are great. Yeah. I think I the, was so so disappointed in the con the con aspect of that uh, that film. Let's revisit it. It's got Hey, it's if got I, some I mean staying like, power. It's got some it, staying power. If I but it's not a great con movie. That's the problem. It's just not a great con movie. And if you're I love con movies. If you're going to make your plot revolve around a, you know a huge con, then the con's got to work and it doesn't. I'm looking I, at I, I want that I'm to be the to state. Think what we decide what you I'm trying to think what you decided for what your movie was for 2013. Uh I was up here 2013 was You have a list handy. I do. Them. I've been editing them. I I have been uh, working on a blog. So I don't even know if it, where it ranked in your list, if or if it did. It wasn't all. in the top ten for sure. It was like fifteen or or twenty something like that. Mud was my number one movie. Oh. Mud, Gravity, way way back. Inside Lewin Davis, Wolf of Wall Street. That was my top five. American oh, wow. Hustle, somewhere in the the low teens, early twenties here. And now you see me. Yeah, now you see me as number one. Infomaniac. Uh, okay. We don't talk about the Lone Ranger enough, dude. Can I like <laughs> can we talk about the Lone Ranger for a minute? I've, I, I've completely forgotten about it, and that's on purpose. Because we uh, we talk about now you see me all the time. But Lone Ranger is a, just an abysmal film, and I just felt like that needed to be brought up since we're talking about the movies of 2013. I will say, I think Joy is one of the best, most well shot films I've seen this year. I really did think it was it was very well shot. And I think it it will be up there in awards time for best editing too. I think it, it was extremely sure. well edited. Yeah, I in think some so. scenes, especially the scene where she sort of like passed out on the stairs, and they're trying to feed her cough syrup, and it keeps going back and forth. Like <laughs> yeah. one more, just give her another. That's funny. One. Yeah. Know, no, it's child's. No, it's expired, and all this stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just, just yeah, the editing on that was very clever and subtle, but right. Uh, I think little things like that will. It made it stick out in my mind, editing, which sure. normally movies don't do that on purpose. Yeah. They shouldn't stick out, but when they do, it should be for a good right. reason. 
Yeah, it's good or good or it's very good or it's terrible. Whenever you notice the editing. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you: Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Pretty much. I think it's, I think, yeah, go. Why, why do we need the story told in flashbacks in the first yeah. five minutes? I, I didn't, like I, didn't really I don't know why corrupt. it was from the perspective of the grandmother and then it sort of shifts to the perspective of joy without really mm-hmm. alerting us to that or there's no yeah. really smooth transition into that. Yeah. It's kind of jarring, I will admit. I kind of feel like you, like you said with Jennifer Lawrence, like if you replace Jennifer Lawrence with pretty much any other actress, do we even talk about this film? And I think the answer is no. If you replace David, but if Russell, we did, it would be for, in my opinion, the camera work and the editing and the whole okay, thing. all right. But if let's say if you replaced David O. Russell with, um, like just some rando direct, not Louis Lettier, but you know, like somebody who kind of makes decent movies every once in a while, that kind of thing. Do we and it's a it's a writer director sort of thing. Do we kind of pan this a little bit because yeah, the, the script is not good. I really don't think the script is very good at all, and I think it's kind of getting away with. I mean, it's rotten on rotten yeah. tomatoes, but if only this was, barely. If, I think it's getting away with it because of who is in charge. Yeah, if this was, I don't know, David Gordon Green directing <laughs> this or somebody, yeah. you know, it's like yeah, yeah. Pineapple Express was good, and right? Kind of Prince uh, Avalanche yeah. was kind of sure, sure. Yeah. You know this, yeah, right. I don't know. You're right. It's confusing, but like I said, it's David O. Russell, and I don't know what about him. I guess Hollywood really respects his work, and like I said, from a film technique standpoint, he's he hits all the marks that you right. would want to hit, and so I think in lieu of all that we've seen this year, it's been kind of ADD as far as straight down the middle storytelling and character study. Right. That this will this will be up there. I don't know about best picture, but I think in the ancillary awards, maybe best director and best actress for Jennifer Lawrence, and then some technical categories. But I don't see this ever being in the discussion for best film of the year. Mm-hmm. And another heavy handedness that we have to talk about is when she cuts off her hair and then becomes yeah. this big, I don't know, feminist icon. It just, right. it was it was an eye roll and. Mm-hmm. It's almost too. It's almost cliche, you know. There was some, yeah, well, totally. It's yeah. on. That's almost a cliche thing to do, and you know, I can't think of a specific example of when a woman has cut her hair in a movie, and it's like the the anti Samson, like she cuts her hair short <laughs> yeah, and makes her stronger. Strong, yeah, right? It's a weird, yeah. weird thing yeah. to observe. Like GI Jane or something, maybe, or you know, where it's right. <laughs> women without hair are strong, or Furiosa and Mad Max. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the that's what we're going for. Mad yeah. Max does way more for feminism than Joy ever does, and that's sad. 
<laughs> because sure. that's so this does, movie's point, I think. And, yeah, so does Furious 7. <laughs> it does. Thank you, Ronda Rousey. I can't wait for our end of year episode because I want to fight you about Mad Max. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> it won't be as high as you think it will on my list. I, I don't, don't understand how it's so high. Can't I? Just, let's I'll save it. I'll save it I'll save because it. it's such an original thing. It's I've never seen anything like it in my life. That's why well, it is. I, I feel like if when you just I go back on this fast year, five and covered it in dirt and I weird. Don't, I don't know about that. And had somebody on I, the top I, of the car playing a guitar. My, my and, list always comes down to Brian. It may not be like this for you, considering you sure. had to, you had to go back and look at what you ranked. Oh, go, yeah, dude. Yeah, it always comes back to what will I remember this year by? Yeah, in ten well, years, and I think Mad Max will be up there. I don't know about the top. I haven't finalized my list, but but, um, but we remember twenty thirteen for Now You See Me. So no, I don't know about that. I remember <laughs> it for American Hustle, but it just I, it, to me the movie that it, will stand it, it, out it the requires most. no explanation because it's so it's so unique and original and sure. and, that, and that's that's what it is and what it stands for I guess. so there, it, it's really that's, that's all there is you, to but it for me when i think of 2015 the first thing my mind will go to is chappy so <laughs> <laughs> well it'll be in the conversation at the end of the year as well <laughs> pretty high on my list what's I, your uh hey r- real fast like if you like right now let's give let's give them a tease What's the three movies that are going to definitely what's give me three movies that are definitely going to be in your bottom three, bottom, bottom ten three. of the year. Yeah. Just off the top okay. of your head. Three movies. Top you're my like, head. I can't believe we watched that movie this year. It's going to be Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's going to be Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one more that I was thinking about the other day that I couldn't even believe came out this year. <laughs> it's got to be Chappie. Yeah. Chappy. Yeah. Well, Dire Ant Wood, you know, just those are their time to shine. Gosh. Uh, Entourage it's is, is, was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Uh, Terminator was bad. Uh, There's Pixels. There's so many great Pixels, movies Brian. This year. Pixels. Yeah. Pixels is there for sure. For sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's some I, great my, films. My mouth is it's, this is such a great. I'm really excited for our interview episode because this is one of the best years of film in the. 12 years now that I've been, you know, really, really paying attention and recording and writing and all that sort of stuff. This is maybe the best year of film, but it also has, there are definitely 10 just terrible movies that we, that we watched. So I'm really excited about that. I am too. And there's one more thing um, I wanted to say about this, but I can't think of it. Oh yeah. It's the music. Uh, David O. Russell does a great job with music, and he does the same with this. There's Alabama shakes throughout at some key moments. The same song, same part of the song. I think you know yeah. what I'm referring to. You know, Give Me All Your Love is the name of the song. And they use a different Alabama shakes song in the trailer. So, yeah. No, he, does, he just does a great job handpicking songs and putting them in at the right moments. And that's what first attracted me to American Hustle because yeah. it's oh, just totally. so like yeah. goosebump worthy with the music yeah. and the visuals. And I mean, that's what that's what stuck out for me. Mm-hmm. But this was a continuation of that, which I was happy to see. He needs I, to continue that. I kind of him and Tarantino I, are the best too. Yeah, as far as I'll be honest, non-score music or uh, traditional music. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't pick up on the music the way I typically do with one of his one of his films. I I thought it was it was a little weird that he used Alabama shakes. That was the one that I picked up on. I was like, that's super anachronistic and that's fine. Like, I don't really care, but Female it just lead seems... vocalist, Brian, I know, but it's just saying seems... it's all a message. It's different from what he typically does. It usually feels like the songs fit 
the timeline and all that sort of stuff. And I didn't necessarily that feel true. that way this time. It was just, it was a little different. I was, I was not prepared for that because American hustle, the music is, is one of the three best things about that movie. I think I haven't seen Kmart in forever. So thanks for bringing <laughs> yeah. that back. Good reminder. RIP. Yeah. Um, I have not much else to say about this no. other than what we can project later on in the year. I think she'll be in the conversation. Jennifer will for yeah. uh, best actress. Yeah, I think she And is. that's about all I have to say as far as contention. Like I said, technical categories, maybe best director, but there's so many great directorial mm-hmm. jobs this year. Yeah. I don't know if it'll have the staying power that yeah, I don't we think will so require. I, I think she's got a she's got a spot. Lawrence has a spot we're all locked up in uh best actress. Let me pull up my little my indie wire here. Um Yeah, she's she's pretty well solidified there, but I don't I really don't think it's gonna get much other love maybe some of the technical stuff but it's way on the outside looking in for for picture and director and all that kind of stuff i think brian what are you gonna grade this i'm just gonna get i'm gonna give it a b minus i'm disappointed i really thought this should have been a this should be a an a movie and it just there's just not enough here to make a movie like this plot seems like something that you'd read an interesting article about not a full-on movie you know i'm just i'm really disappointed in this b minus I'm gonna go B. I it, it's I was disappointed, Brian, but I kept thinking about it, so I have to give it the benefit of the doubt as far okay. as that goes. That's fair about why I didn't like it, why I kind of liked it. It's just maybe that's what he was going for here. It's just more of a less obvious in your face kind of movie, and more of a I don't know. I don't know, man. An I think internal it's a character, sloppy inter- movie. Yeah, I think so, but I I just can't tell if it's sloppy or if there's more to this. I just, sure. I guess the critics agree that it's sloppy, or their consensus I, is that. I just think I, I'm more on the positive side than I am the negative. That's is, is the sure. thing. I just think we're we're so used to him putting out great films that we expect that we're like we're giving him the benefit of the doubt when I don't know that that's worth it. Well, thank you for joining me today, Brian. Yeah, man, and it was good. Good to talk out, that out. Talking mm-hmm. this a little bit. I'll, maybe we can get Richard's thoughts on this later. Yeah. But I want the listener to send us their thoughts yeah. on Joy. What did you think? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? And uh, where do you think this will end up? I believe our next movie, Brian, is Hateful Eight. All right. I'm excited Eight. about that one. I am. I've seen it. I saw it in glorious 70 millimeter, the way Quentin Tarantino intended us to see it. I've got some thoughts. So I'm excited. I'm excited. The whole time I was watching it, I was just like, Brian is going to – there's going to be words for this one from Mr. Gill, and I can't wait for them. So it's, that'll be the I, I'm really excited about that one. It's going to be a good – You've had good, almost nothing good to say about Tarantino in the past. That's so I'm not excited. true. Yeah, that's I, not true at all. Django was number three movie of the year for me when it came out, and Inglorious Bastards was top three as well. Like I'm, I'm a Tarantino fan. I just – you know, there's some things. There's some things. But I thought it – it's the most Tarantino-y movie that he's ever made. I think that's that's my my brief review. Is this is the on the list of Ooh, that'll be a debate too. Okay, can't yeah. wait. All right. Fun. Well, yeah. uh, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me yaya.